shout out to my sponsor, Allah Custom Creations, uh, owner Ruben Gonzalez. Y'all go like and follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, he gets some firework done, you know, shirts, hats, all that, man. Again, go like and follow Outlaw Custom Creations on Facebook. Hey, what's going on, man? You doing all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. We're going to jump right in. Wanna welcome, want to welcome everybody to episode 16, Levi's U Sports Talk. And today, and I went up north, got somebody from the Temple Belton area, uh, the assistant coach of Bomber CTX Trevino 12U. Want to welcome Dwayne. Dwayne, man, I don't want to mispronounce your last name, man. So if you want to, you want to tell, pronounce it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just like it, like it spelled out, man. Uh, Herrera. Herrera. Okay, man. And 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 uh, well, before we get into it, man, one welcome, welcome Dwayne Herrera to the show, everybody. So, hey, um, so you know, man, like. With the names, man, I know, you know, I have a lot of Hispanic people around, you know, so I don't, I try not to miss, mispronounce their names. Sure, I sure. Had mine, you know, I done had mine right, right. wrong a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, but, but yeah, man, so, you know, growing up in, in Bolton, you know, Man, let's talk about talk about your upbringing and you know the did you play sports growing up? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, um, nothing at the younger younger stages. I probably got started around you know twelve years old, maybe thirteen years old. My dad just threw me to the wolves, man. He just he hey get out there, hit the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad coached us a couple years in a local league um, back in the old days. And um, we play with those old metal bats and the rubber handles, <laughs> those Eastons. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we played a couple of years, me and my brother. And um, my dad coached us, and we did that for a couple of years. And then we kind of outgrew the sport, man. You know, too too much enchiladas, man. That Spanish food <laughs> caught up to us pretty quick, you know. Uh-huh. So uh, we went straight football from there on out, man. And, um, you know, I think my last year I played baseball was in high, uh, high school my freshman year. And I play a lot of second base, and um, I have I had a little power, but not a lot of power. But now nah, those boys are just next level, man. I played with a lot of good guys. They went on to college and everything, so now nah, they kind of they kind of I hit me, man. So uh, I, I started sticking straight to football, you know, when I went to football, and that's what I kind of concentrate on: lifting weights and kind of playing some high school football. Okay, okay, that's 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 nice, man. And you know, I know, you know, I, I went to school there in Burnham in Burnham, Texas, you know. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I never played no. no no football or nothing. I wasn't I wasn't yeah. trying to get hit or nothing like that. So <laughs> but but you know, I, I, I know about this Texas football. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So so man, explain explain how football is, you know, growing up in Texas. Well, you know, Texas is a little bit different, man. Um, Texas football got a rich, rich history, man. It, I mean, it goes back to the early 60s. And, um, you know, it, it was just hard-nosed. It's hard-nosed football, man. Every little town in Texas, um, you know, they'll put a whooping on you pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no easy games, man. I mean, every every week, week in and week out, 
you get on those yellow dog buses, man. No AC, no no heaters, bro. I mean, you just rough it. You rough it. But I mean, growing up, even in the you know early '90s, man, there are some tough, tough football games on Friday nights, man. The, the small towns in Texas, they just shut down, and everybody be going to the stadiums. You know, the closest high school. So, you know, football is a religion in Texas, man. I, I don't know if anything's ever changed, but, I mean, you look at these schools now, these multimillion-dollar complexes, man, they, they pack the house, man. You know, uh, I think Texas football sets a record at the Texas, you know, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium every year. You know, it just more and more – it just grows every year. So, um, I don't see that. I don't see Texas football dying anytime soon. I mean, people love their football, man. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. I used to get mad because I was a basketball player. I used to get mad. All we wanted was like one or two pep rallies a season. Man, we couldn't <laughs> even get that. <laughs> hey, that I'll tell you what. Thing. I'll tell you what, man. You, what's crazy is you can ask anybody from Texas, man, at every level, you you're gonna run into you're gonna run into competition. Whether it's a you know, one A school all the way up to, you know, six A, you know, division one, division twos. I mean I mean, every every school got got studs. You know what I'm saying. So it's just a matter of, you know, finding finding your fit and you know earning your spot, man. So it, it's not easy. I tell you that right now, it's no, not easy. Football, just in general, uh, I don't, I'm not a working out person, so I could never play. They they always <laughs> wanted me, you know, to go out there and play wide receiver, and I'm like, no, nah, man, like. Y'all do way too much working out, all that jumping around, <laughs> screaming. That's not for me. <laughs> you know, but. you know, I, I tell I tell people all the time, if you haven't done bear cross, hundred yard bear cross, yeah. you know, in full pads and a helmet, you ain't you ain't really lived, have you? You know, you yeah. ain't been through it yet. You know, we yeah. had tour you know, we have tour days, we had mm-hmm. we had stations, we had, you know, tons of drills and it, I mean it it gets it gets pretty intense, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. And, and like, explain like the 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 tour days and stuff like that. Um, the tour days that we had, we had um, you know, two workouts a day, and we, you know, we used to do that for a couple of weeks, man, a couple of weeks on end, you know. And that was before school was even opened up. The football team would report early, you know, in the fall, you know, which is late summer because you know in Texas, I mean. It, it's a hundred degrees all the way close to October now. <laughs> so, but um, you, you come in before it, you, you come in a week and a half before school started and you start working out and, and you had a morning workout and then you go home, puke, eat some watermelon and then come <laughs> back for that afternoon session. So, I mean, it, it was, it was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was crazy. It was crazy because when you grow up in a small town, you know, um, in from so Belton was a was a four A. They've been four A majority of their existence, you know. And they they they're just a a medium sized town, but it's kind of like a small town feel. Like everybody knows everybody. Everybody goes to mm-hmm. church with somebody's uncle or somebody's aunt, and it it, it wouldn't be um, nothing for during those practices, you'll see 20 dads out there, you know, they'll pull up their lawn chairs and they'll, you know, come out there and just yell at us too with the coaches. The coaches don't have to coach because our dads were so hard on us. <laughs> I mean, they, we were more scared of our dads than the coaches. So, 
I mean, it wasn't nothing, and they encouraged uh, fights. You know, we we get into you know, <laughs> and Des over there rooting rooting his arm, man. You know, so they they encouraged that, man. Like Texas Dads are different, bro. We're just built different, man. Yeah, it's just, it's just hard nosed, man. It's like the harder, it's like we take it as a challenge. The harder the practice, the the better the better product you're gonna get. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, and and, and and the Dads will get into a you know. Like a like a little contest, like you know who's the toughest kid around, you know. So, you know, you have to you have to definitely earn earn your position, earn your spot, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I grew up with a lot of them Texas football players, man. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I can say, I can say, I can. I mean, this conversation is going to cover a lot of different aspects once you get mm-hmm. once you get to know me, but you know. Coaching has definitely had to adapt. You know, the old school, the old school mentality, hard nose, you know, run them until you puke, you know, and then you you had all the intimidation, you had the yelling. You know, that that was that was okay back in those days. No, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. so uh, it was like a right, it was, but it was a rite of passage, man. Because you know, I'm the man I am today because because of those hard nosed coaches. You know, they they kind of molded us into into respectable young men. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, we're just a, it was just a different time, a different breed. You know, of type of coaches, man. Those guys were older guys, and you know, they weren't young. They were older, experienced. You know, guys. They were all married and had children, you know, that they're, you know, career, career coaches and, and they love what they did and you felt their passion, man. And they definitely, they definitely ran their camps with a, with an iron fist, man. So it, it was, it was, it was different. And, and, and any guys from the nineties, cause that's when, you know, we played ball, anybody in the nineties, man, they're just, they have some hard, hard coaches. So, I mean, I'm not, everybody in Texas had the same, same ordeal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. I'm yeah, it's sure. it's kinda like that old fashioned, like, hey, don't don't cry, you know, don't don't cry. You don't want to cry in front of nobody. Right. You're gonna make you know, it worse when you cry. No, nah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and don't and don't walk off that field. You better you better, you know, you better crawl off that field. You better, I mean, die on that field, you know, because I mean you know your your whole family name, your whole respect is on the line. You know, so there's definitely some diehard, some diehard uh, football guys out there, man, for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they got them. They got a lot of them too. Same way we is with softball. That's how they is with football. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So so let's let's um you know let's jump into the the softball, man. You've been you've been coaching for. For 13 years, man, like how how did you did you get into coaching softball? Um, that's pretty easy. My my daughter on her fifth birthday was coming around on the springtime and we picked up some T ball and I went down to Walmart, I bought that pink Wilson glove, <laughs> I bought that pink helmet and that pink uh and that pink uh metal bat you know what i'm saying that that t-ball starter kit <laughs> yeah I, I did all that bro that was that was me man i, I didn't know anything man right oh yeah i think that was most of us 
That was most of us get that. Yeah. So, so you know, um, me and my friend uh, Joe Garcia, who's a phenomenal softball coach in this area, um, been around for years. We started coaching t-ball together, and um, I'll tell you what, man, we uh, we definitely got the fundamentals down. We ran a pretty tight ship. The parents bought into to us, and um, you know, started off in league because that's where everybody starts is in league. Mm-hmm. And then we played two years in T-ball, and then we we went coach pitch, and that's when we started um, travel ball was was coach pitch. Okay, okay, and it was just a just a team there and that there in in Belton. Yeah, we just grabbed some local girls. We had we had some local girls that that um you know we liked, and we just we talked to the parents, and you know Joe was the head coach, and um, I was an assistant. And um, his brother Tony helped us out that first year. Yeah, we went up to Dallas. We went, you know, we didn't go south too much, um, but we went Waco, you know, Round Rock, you know, up to up, up to Waxahachie area, Frisco area, you know, before Frisco was even there. But we went, we went to Plano, and we played um, coach pitch, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. It was it was a different world for us. There wasn't a lot. I'll be honest. There wasn't a lot, a lot of opportunities. You know, just. You know, my daughter's a senior this year, man. She's um she's um 17 years old. She's gonna graduate. Um, you know, so the 12, 13 years ago, there wasn't a lot of teams in, in Central Texas. Mm. So, you know, we kinda, you know, Joe Garcia and myself, we definitely started, you know, some 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 good softball in this area, you know, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. And and man, you know, like you know, living here in San Antonio, and and you don't get to you know play a lot of teams from like the Waco and Temple mm-hmm. and Belton and Belton area, man. Like right, like and 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 same like you know y'all y'all don't really travel here, and do y'all just everything is just you just go up north to play in in most of y'all tournaments. Um, it I think it depended on depending on our schedule and it depended on, you know, what was offering in those days. Like, you know, as we got older, you know, we found we found we slowly found out about um Taylor tournaments and, and um Seguin tournaments and um San Marcos fields. You know, so by the time we got to twelve U, we yeah, we were we were pretty we're pretty stacked so we could travel we could travel south and and play against some of the you know top teams you know so but i mean we we just didn't know what we didn't know and it, as we found out more information you know that that's where we went you know so and and my daughter elena you know she was she was very fortunate to be part of um numerous coaches in central texas but um you know, I tell people all the time, man, don't sleep on Central Texas, man. There's there's tons of talent in Central Texas, tons of talent. Mm-hmm. It's just that now, you know, 13 years later, it, we're just even now the talent spread out. You know, there's so many teams, so many teams. So the, yeah, so, so, think... so, the, so the talent is kind of spread out. So you might not get an opportunity to have, you know. 13, 13 studs, you might have to just get three or four and, and start developing some of those other girls, you know? So, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. If you're a good coach, you can, you can be competitive at, at any level. I feel like. 
Right, right. And so how how big is how big is, you know, y'all development, like, you know, as in the coaches, you know, how how big is, are the coaches y'all have big on developing players and not just just going after all the studs, you know, like most coaches want. Right. So I think I think it's a great con it's a great conversation to have because in the bigger cities you're going to have uh, more exposure to bigger stronger programs right so but when you're in a small town man you really just kind of rally the dads you know um and just say hey do you want to coach do you want to coach and you start building on something um until you find a bigger organization to kind of you know to to hook up with right and to get that support to get that exposure and that and that kind of that kind of stuff so you know you know around the waco area there's a there's a bus fast pitch organization right so they're they kind of made a name for themselves and when they first started that program that was one of our first programs that my daughter played for and there was only like five or six teams well now 13 years later there's over 22 teams you know and but they, they try to hold down central texas they're more of a regional a regional um a regional organization you know so but you you have these um i, I kind of kind of call them like they pop up like little starter starter organizations that kind of pop up on our radars does that make sense Oh yeah, yeah. So 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 it just depends on what type of support group, what type what type of developmental coaches do you have? And and I'll be honest, you know, everybody tries to coach, but the question is, um, you know, are you gonna travel? Are you gonna go, you know, outside your region to travel, or are you just trying to play some competitive ball, you know, within the local area, within central Texas? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, so you gotta, you gotta constantly, um, constantly, um, have that discussion, whether how big you want to build your team up, you know, because honestly, you know, if you want to stick with the local kids, then and keep developing them, then you can do that. Or you can branch out and start mixing in some out of town kids and then slowly branch out into your, into that talent pool. Yeah. Yeah. So just, to answer your question, to answer your question, it just depends on the vision of the coaches, you know. But as far as develop developmenting developmental coaches, you know, they're kind of far and few between because you know it, you got to dedicate your life to it, man. You got to do your research. You got to reach out to other programs. You got to reach out to the more experienced coaches, and you got to be willing to learn. You know, you got to be you got to be able to adapt. You know. Um, early on in my career, you know, I was probably the loudest one out there. And now I'm starting to kind of mature as I'm getting a little bit better. So I try to pass out maybe once or twice a year. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so but, you know, with with more – with the more you know, the, the better you can – the better coach you're supposed to become, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And – that's the thing. Like, um, I know our uh, my the coach I coached with for AU, he was trying to get you know teams that we can play against in the uh, in the Austin area, because we don't have that many teams, you know, around for the AU. Like we're a first year AU team, and mm-hmm. so like here and locally, like. You can play. They have tournaments here every weekend, but it's you playing against the exact same team 
mm-hmm. over and over and over, and it's like, like what, like okay, like it's it's good, you know, you're getting the reps, you're getting the reps, like nothing wrong with with that, but eventually right. you you want to branch out and play against you know different teams, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so like. Like you know, like let's let's say you know how 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 is how is y'all practices is there, man? Like, do y'all do you know, like say like the weekend, you know, they was teaching a lot of fundamental things. Do y'all do y'all go that fundamental route? Oh yeah, I think I think um, I think we we if we can if I have to break it down for you, we, we have a routine, you know, and I'm all about consistency. The more consistent you can build. Um, your practices and the more prepared you are, the smoother, the smoother you can run your practices and the more organized um, you go, the girls really respond to that consistency, you know? So, you know, we, it, it, I'll take you through it real quick. We just do our, our regular stretches. Um, you know, we, uh, we, we have a couple of um, warm up drills we do, and then we go straight into our glove work. We call those dailies. We do our dailies in the dirt. And then, um, you know, we start warming them up. We start throwing, you know, uh, warming them up, warming up our arms. And, you know, we won't even do any um, hardcore drills with any fungo yet. We'll, we'll still cover our basics. So depending on what me or the defensive coach, um, Coach Hank, uh, he's our defensive coach. Um, he's out of Kyle, Texas. Um, whatever we have planned, you know, we'll have a set number of drills we're trying to do within that first hour segment so we break it down into the hour segments 45 minutes to an hour segment and what do we want to work on so and that and that could be um the throw-in drills you know we can do our throw-in drills we can do our glove work we can do our tags we can work on relays we can work on the four corners we can do you know a a lot of different uh, uh we can do pickle drills we can do a lot of different stuff um, um, within that first 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's all fundamentals, you know. Um, and that's not – we haven't even started doing fungo yet. We're just doing straight repetition. We can uh, roll a ball. We can roll the ball to them, have two lines, and we'll just work on footwork. We can do our ladder stuff. We can do our cone stuff. And we haven't even hit a ball yet. Mm. But I think, man, I, I think fundamentals should be – a part of practice, even if it's like you said, 30. I mean, you said, you know, y'all do 45 to an hour. I think, right. you know, even if it's 35, 30 minutes, something like that. But I just think, you know, just, just to keep it in the, in the head, you know, yeah, you know, that girls, you know, may our parents be like, Oh, we don't need to be doing this, but they just don't understand like how big, fundamentals is in in any sport right no it's it's huge man you know um people try to move too fast and we're definitely trying to slow it down um we're a second year 12u team and we're still we're still got a lot to learn and and i feel like we got to slow it down and it has to become a classroom so i tell the girls all the time that this dirt right here this is your classroom ask questions Communication is key. Um, you know, if you don't know what to do, just, you know, just ask us. But we're going to be showing y'all different different angles. We're going to be showing y'all different footwork. And we're going to, we're going to get up-tempo. So my, my practices, I would try to classify them as progressive. They start slow. 
and then it slowly progresses. So on, on, on any given weekend, we're going to practice four hours. So we'll take a little break after two hours. We'll take a, you know, not a big break, but, you know, maybe like a five to 10 minute break. And then we'll, we'll go again, man. You know, so we just, we just, you know, we got so much to cover, you know, within a four hour period. And we're even thinking about stretching that out, you know, and, and taking a, a 30 minute break, you know, and getting some snacks and then, going another two and a half hours so i mean that's still in the works you know but right now we're going four hours you know and um of course i give them plenty of water breaks that's not a problem but um there's a lot of stuff we got to cover and like you're saying you want to debt you have to dedicate time for fundamentals you know and not i mean not just softball but every sport so i I like to tell people before you go to step two you got to master step one Mm -hmm. you got to master step one before we go to step two so, so we'll slow it down. We'll get it. We'll, we'll work through all the kinks. And when everybody feels good and it looks good and, and it's smooth, okay, we'll move on to the next drill. And that's how we build it. We slowly build on our practices. So I'm, I like to write down, I like to take notes. I'll come, I'll sit down after practice. I'll write down everything we covered. That way the next practice will, we'll try to be a little bit more progressive and we'll go to the next drill. So every drill, try, I try to build on it that goes on to the next drill. So I'll give you an example. If we start doing fungo and we just, we just, okay, everybody just goes one, right? Well, the next time we, we, we come back around, okay, now we're going to go one with a hard back to two, or we're going to go one, four with a tag on four. So you build on throwing a one and now you add another throw to it. Right. So you start slowly building on your practices where you start becoming more fluid and and the girls have to keep their head on a swivel but i mean we got a lot of drills in the you know fungo you know double fungo infield outfield and then you start working your cuts and your relays and all that so it slowly builds mm-hmm. you know but um what, I, what we like to do at our practice is we want to see we want to evaluate every girl at multiple positions so we have a set we have a set of drills that everybody has to go through you know, pitchers, catchers, you know, everybody's going to get some reps, you know, at, at fielding ground balls, you know, backhands, um, uh, one hops. Everybody goes through the same stuff. So the fundamentals, everybody goes through it. So, I mean, you won't even get into your position position until maybe, you know, an hour and a half into practice. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. You know, but, two, Doug, that's, you know, that's, that's good because you are – you. Yeah. You'll have time for that. I mean, if you can't field the ball properly, you know, proper footwork, then you right. know, getting them them positions really don't really mean anything. And you know, you can get right. out, but like, uh, are you doing this? Are you doing this right? Are you doing that right? You right, know, like, right. It's the it's the simple things to me that, that really absolutely. Matter. And how many coaches have been on your podcast and said ninety percent of plays are routine, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. If you if you can master, you know, just going one, you're going to make a lot of outs, right? Mm-hmm. So so fill the ground ball, get it clean, and get get the ball going to first base, and 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 make the make the easy out, right? So, you know, we that's what we work, man. Fundamentals: catch the pop fly, call for the ball. One girl comes comes up, charges the ball. The other one comes behind her and and backs her up, just in case she. You know, trips and falls, she misses the ball, we have a backup, 
right? So we're constantly working together, trying to build team chemistry, trying to build communication, and just keep it simple. Don't you, people get a little too tricky sometimes, and they they outcoach the they outcoach the ball, right? So just keep it simple, you know. Trying to keep it keep the ball moving, man. Make the routine play. Okay, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Like, um, so do you, um, how many your kids? You only have uh one, or how many kids do you have? Uh, I only had one. Yeah, the good Lord decided to, to bless <laughs> one. You know, and um, yeah, and uh, uh, I'm a little special case, man. You know, I really am. And the more you get to know me, uh, uh, do I call you Levi or? Yeah, Levi. Uh-huh. That's good. Okay. So the 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 more you get to know me, Levi, you're gonna you're gonna figure out, man. I'm, I'm pretty different cat, man. Um, but um, no, I was married. I uh, went through a divorce, and I we had one daughter together. We love, you know, we absolutely adore her. We love her, and um, yeah, man. Um, you know, I had I did the every other weekend type deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, no excuses, right? You know, you got to find a way to make it happen. So yeah, it was. I, I tell you what, I was, you know. Staying on on the good side of, of Mama Bear, uh, uh, the, the last thirteen years, you know, so that way I can go on the weekends and play with my kid, you know. So, right, yeah. But uh, you usually on her weekends, she she did a she did a great job to try to get, um, try to get Elena to her to her games and that kind of stuff. And um, so I had to work around, you know, work with her, you know, and um, I try to help coach as much as I can, and and um. You know, try to work around it. You know, she missed she she's missed some championship Sundays, man. She missed some some tournaments, but you know, it all works out in the end, man. You, you treat people with respect. You stay humble, and you just love the people, man. It all comes back to you. So, uh, I'm a firm believer in that, man. And honestly, the 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 times that we were separated, you know, uh, and I we had to try to go to a tournament, and we, you know. I couldn't get her, you know, I knew she was with her mom, so I, I was okay, but I knew she was going to church. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was all, it was all good, man. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't tripping about nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. As long as you stay humble, everything yeah. will be all right. Yeah. I tease my friends all the time. I'm like, man, I wish I had my kid every day. She, she might be, you know, a pretty good ball player. <laughs> Okay, and so like with the so okay, so yeah, you said your kid's seventeen, so you just you just have the love for coaching, and that's why you still coaching at the twelve U level. Yeah, my uh, my brother Dustin uh, Herrera, you can you can go look him up, but um, you know he he introduced us to the Bombers organization last fall, and um, he introduced us to um, Nate Rodriguez, and um, so we you know we we started entertaining, you know, the bombers organization. We actually had a great, we had a great sponsor. Um, we were with the local, a local, um, program and, um, you know, the, the, the owner decided to retire. So he, he kind of closed up shop and stuff. So we're, we were shopping around to see which organization, um, to go to. I just didn't want to stay with a local organization. I wanted to try something totally new. Right. I didn't coach my daughter from T-ball all the way up to 18U. Right. Yeah. So I, I done been to plenty of college showcases. So I, I've I played against the bombers, I played against the glory, I played against the impact golds. You know, we 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 definitely played against the bigger programs. Um in Austin, Texas, I mean Blaze was huge, you know, coming up through the ranks, you know. Blaze had a very powerful program, you know. So um 
But um, now nah, my brother went over to the Bombers first, and, um, you know, he liked it, came back with some good news for us. And um, he just, hey, why don't you take a look at it? So me and Coach uh, Trevino, um, we've coached together forever. She coached my daughter, you know, early on in, in the 10 level. And, um, you know, I thought I was going to retire, man. You know, my daughter, you know, finally – made a decision on where she wants to go. I thought we were done. And and then my brother calls me up and said, Hey man, why don't you come back down to Tenue? So we, we coached a couple of years in Tenue and then, you know, we transitioned into the 12U. And um, so I coached my niece, my, you know, my brother Dustin has two daughters. The oldest one is Liliana. And, um, but he's going to coach the, the Bombers with his youngest daughter and they're a, a first year Tenue. So he, he's going down to the first year Tenue level um and developing those girls little you know baby bombercitas right mm-hmm. and yeah. um yeah so he's gonna he's gonna get that going and i'm gonna hang on with the toy with my with my niece so but um no i haven't coached i haven't coached my kid in, in, a, in a in a while man you know i haven't coached my kid in a while you know she got to that certain age bro like you want other coaches to 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 coach her man you know so you know let me drop some names for you, man. Some I have some really, really good, great Central Texas guys, man. A guy named Jake Lachlan and in 14U. You know what I'm saying? Uh he got her into catching, let her play some third base. He, you know, he was all about fundamentals, man. He was cool, calm, collected, great guy. And then um the following year, I met I met a good friend of mine named uh, Israel Garza. And Israel Garza, he had us for two more years and he had uh, uh, his his own his own program. Um, he started his own program. It was called One Team, One Team Fast Pitch. And uh, we played with him for a couple of years, um, did some college showcases. He introduced me to the college showcase scene, um, you know, Waxahachie, Mesquite, Frisco, you know, the north side. And, um, and then, um, you know, Elena wanted to try something different, you know, so it was, it was her choice. And um, so I met a guy by the name of John Reyes. Uh, John Reyes is a, you know, he's a almost like a college recruiter, man. This dude, this dude was great for me. And we hooked up with him and he was with um, Proform. Proform at a, you know, South Texas area, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so yeah. my daughter, my daughter finished up her career with, with the Proform uniform and she played for John Reyes. And um, man, he did a phenomenal job for us, man. He helped her with the recruiting. Um, you know, he knew a lot of, a lot of, a lot of schools and um, definitely got some looks, man. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, um, went out to Myrtle Beach, man. Her mom, her mom, and uh, Elena, uh, you know, my daughter Elena decided to fly out to Myrtle Beach. They went to nationals out there in Myrtle Beach, um, you know, last year, last summer. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. She she hit the ball very well. Had a good showing. And um, now, nah, man, John Reyes, man, that was that was that was a phenomenal trip. So. And, um, yeah, that's where we're at now. But so I, I wasn't expecting a coach anymore. I was kind of like, you know, filling in sometimes for John. Um, but I wasn't really, you know, full time. But when my brother called me, he's like, hey, I need your help. So so now I'm back down in the <laughs> in low. It, it's tough, man. It's tough going from 18U back down to the babies, bro. I, I'm Starts not going to lie, man. Starting all the way back over, man. <laughs> uh, hey, man, I'm I'm used to I'm used to those different type of parents, man. You know, like you know, old school parents and you know these new school parents are a little different, man. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they're a little different, man. But it's like it's you know you you see parents and and then you realize like you know it's it's the little girls 
that's out there. So any little thing, you know, it just it just it's just a quick little spark, man. You can't a lot of times you say and it's like, yeah, you can't really blame it, man. If it was a little boy, it'd be a, probably be a whole nother story, man. Yeah, no, that's the truth, man. You you got I was telling I was telling um some of my brother this that we we gotta learn how to adapt, man. You know what I'm saying? Um and if we don't adapt to your if you don't if you don't adapt to your environment, you'll go extinct, right? So you know, you got to be adaptive. You got to be humble, man. You got to you, – you're, you're trying your best to coach the best you, you got, right? What You know, and God gave us all skills to coach at our level, at a certain level, right? But, you know, you, it takes a, someone really special, man, to put to put a team before your own, you know, your own family, make sacrifices. And and I think that's something that kind of earned um, our respect with all the local guys because the local guys, we're, we're just so homegrown, bro. We're tough. You know, we, we have high standards. We try to, we try to hold people to a, a high standard. Um, and you know, it, we just go to work, bro. We just, we work as hard as we can, man. And, and we don't really look at the different talent levels because it is what it is, right? Some kids can throw, some kids don't have, you know, can't throw as hard, but you just make it work. And, and that's the, that's kind of like the, the grit and the, and the, you know, the grid, the, the the dirty of it, right? That's like the, you know, you got to go hard, bro. If you don't go hard, man, you're not going to be able to get nowhere in life, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that, that's that, um, you know, that blue collar, right? And put your hard hat on, uh, clock in, clock out. You know what I'm saying? So getting people to buy into that, though, is with the newer generation, man, it's, it's a little more, um, it's a little more complicated, man, because people don't know what they don't know. So coaches like me, old school type coaches, we got to be really, really patient because they just don't know uh, what the expectations are, right? So we got to slowly, you know, expose them to, hey, it's going to ramp up. Hey, it's going to get tougher. It's going to get harder. The game, the game's getting, the game's getting faster, right? So, you know, and that comes through evaluations. You know, we're not only just looking for, you know, certain types of players, but we're looking for, you know, uh, girls that that want to make a commitment to the sport, right? And, and girls that that want to have fun, but they also they got that that work ethic. You know, because I'm a firm believer, man. You develop the majority the majority of the time you're going to spend with your parents, right? So the, you got to put the work in. If you don't put the work in, you know, then you're going to fall behind in the classroom. You know, and I had a talk with I had a talk with some parents. Uh, last year, I'm like, listen, it's just like school, right? If your kid's falling behind, what do you do in school? Yeah, you gotta gotta see what's up, man. You gotta, you gotta go to tutoring, right? Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go and figure it out. You gotta see. see you gotta go to tutoring. So, so when does tutoring happen? Before school or after school? Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how I feel. You're gonna have to come early to practice. Get you an extra thirty minutes in. Talk to the coach. You're going to have to go through a three, four-hour practice, and then you're going to have to stay after and put in extra work. And that's just mm-hmm. to catch up because you your kids behind. Behind, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it is what it is, man. Every parent, you know, every parent has to make their own choices, man. And they got to do what's best for their kid. And I'm mm-hmm. not upset with that. You know, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100, man, 100%, man. And then at the end of the day is is whatever the best fit for your kid, mm-hmm. you know. But I just, I just like, how can I say it? 
I like it. You know, I understand, you know, the switching teams and all that. It's, it's going to happen. It's, right. It's going to happen. It's part of sports. They start at young, and if you look all the way in college, they still do it, right? So right. that's that's just part of sports. Is It is what it is, right? But taking a kid off a team, is it a kid's choice or is it a parent's choice? Man, you know, that's a that's a phenomenal question. It really is. Because I struggle with it myself, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a as a coach. Like, man, why why would a you know, why would a parent even listen to a child? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I was having this conversation with this guy one time and you tell me you tell me, you know, how you feel about it. I said ninety percent of the stuff you that a child does, you're making them do. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go to school. They don't want to wake up. They don't want to brush your teeth. They don't want to comb their hair. Right. But you conditioned your child and you raised your child to respect their elders. Say yes, sir. No, sir. Say yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You buckle up. They don't want to buckle up in the car. You got you to gotta teach them that. Yeah. Right. So there, so in a, in a sort of bad way, every parent is a coach. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. and you're running your ship according according to your own faith, right? Mm-hmm. To your own to your own strengths. But but when it comes to sports, now you want to now you want to leave it up to the kid. Mm-hmm. Stop stop the stop the uh, <laughs> stop the cap, bro. Stop the cap. So you mean <laughs> to tell me you? So you mean to tell me a twelve year old runs your house? Right. Yeah. No. It's Come on now, stuff. bro. Stop the cap, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like, so if your kid wanna your kid wants to do something and you don't approve of it, you're gonna say, okay, well, that's her choice. I just want to make her happy. She's my sweetheart, she's my baby. Mm-hmm. Stop, bro. Like, what's the <laughs> point of being a parent? You know what I'm saying? You know, like, so I kind of laugh at some of these parents, like, man, I'm just doing what's best for her. She, she wasn't happy. She, she wanted to, you know, she wanted to go do this. She, you know, she's looking somewhere else and I'm like, okay, well, we just left it up to her, man. It's her decision, man. Stop, bro. Like just be, be a, be a man about it. Just tell me that I stuck as a coach, you know, or <laughs> you, I stuck as a coach, be a man. You, you don't like me. You, you, Say you know, I, real I, reason. I failed you as a coach, right? I'm not mm-hmm. good enough for you. You have higher standards, you right? I ain't meet any of your standards. And and, and switch, you know, switch teams. You know what I'm saying? And it's what's great. funny, what's funny is they treat people like these parents are crazy because they treat people just any kind of way in a lot of ways, right? They treat they don't appreciate the volunteer guy. Like I I'm I'm a volunteer guy, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you had a problem with the with the school, you change schools. If you had a problem with a teacher, you change classrooms, right? But they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. That's yes. number one. Number two, your kid is with that teacher, you know, for an hour every single day. Or in some some instances, they they with them for, you know, thirty five minutes a day yes. or an hour and a half. But they're with them every single day or every other day. Come on, bro. I only see your kid. Five hours a week, maybe six. Week, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you want me to work, you want me to work miracles, right? Yeah, and and and, and that's the that's the problem, you know, like 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 you said, like okay, you know, you want to leave, you want to go here and there, but don't 
don't make up a reason. Tell, say the real reason, you know, talk to the, the problem. I think a lot of parents have is, is some of them, not, not everybody. Cause you know, some people do, but don't be scared to, to talk to the coach. Right. A lot of coaches is okay with what you want to do. You know, like as long as you explain to them, okay, you know, this, what I wanted is like you said, it's, it's not getting there. So, we gonna go look for better, okay? Right. Like, like that's nothing wrong, but when you make up stories and stuff like that, then it's right. like the coach is sitting back, like, like what? You right. know? But, but then you're like, okay, well, whatever. We'll just just let them go. It is what it is, you know. So it's just it's just crazy that grown ups can't talk to grown ups in a grown up way. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I, I tell, I tell people all the time, you're going to leave me for three reasons. Number one, you're going to leave me for playing time. I'm not playing your kid. You're upset with me. You're going to leave. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the playing time that you want. Or you feel like number one reason. So that that's number one. Number two is playing positions. I moved, I moved your daughter to a position where that I felt that she can help the team and she's going to be a beast at a, in a certain position and she's going to help her team be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I develop her in that position. I, I put her in that position and we started getting reps, quality reps in that position. So now she knows two positions mm-hmm. because no other coach has taught her any, anything else. They just stuck her in one spot and left her there. So as soon as you come to my camp, you're going to start running with the outfielders, start running with the infielders. You're going to start running with the corners. You know what I'm saying? You're going to start doing these drills, and you're going to see your daughter progress. You know, you know you're going to see her start getting better. At least that's my goal. Right. So, so you're either going to leave me because I didn't play her enough and you thought that you deserved more for some, for some reason. Or number two, I, I changed positions, and you didn't like the position I put her on. So it's player position playing time, or number three, you just don't like me. I called out your kid, I yelled at her, or I got on to her in front of everybody, I embarrassed her, and little Miss Susie, she's all, you know, upset about it. You Do you know, I've been coaching for, for 13 years, you know, <clears throat> going on 14. Do you know that the majority of the time that I got onto a kid, that the parents got upset, but the kid was okay? <laughs> no, it sounds and, about right. And the majority of the times the kid would would get the only time they cried was when the mom was the mom and dad decided to take her off the team. And that's when she cried. She does not want to leave the team. She didn't want to leave the team. Mm-hmm. You know? So that that's also happens. That also happens, you know, and um, you know, it is part of it. You know, I don't I think I've got thicker skin. You do it for long enough, you just get a little thicker skin. I mean, you, you hate to lose hate to lose kids, you know, and um, it's just sad, man. Like, so I kind of keep the parents, you know, in, in a certain, at a certain level. And, but I love all the kids, man. I love every single kid that crossed my path. I, I try to, I try to love them with everything I got, bro. You can't be a coach and not love for your kids, not love bro, your players. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and the whole it's point like of, it just whole, grows. It, 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 the bond yeah, grows and you don't even know it's there. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. But you know, it it, it, gets, it, it gets tough, man, because you get your heart broken. You know, you definitely get your heart broken. You know, so. But I look at all the I look at all the other hundred girls that come through my camp, 
and they 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 turned into be wonderful uh, 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 wonderful young women, you know, and they're going to be successful in whatever they choose to do. And um, they'll tell you, man, Coach Dwayne, man, Coach Dwayne was tough, but if you made it through his camp, you came out, uh, uh, you know, a better person for it. So, for for every bad for every bad testimony, I, I'm pretty sure I got like ten good testimonies. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, That's why I wanted to you you kind of touch bases on it just a few minutes ago. Um, it's about the the kids playing the the multiple positions, you know, okay. like how big, you know. I, I know it's it's pretty big, but you know, explain how big is it, you know, for kids to not only play just one position, especially at ten, twelve, you even fourteen, you. Right. So you asked a good question to on, on another podcast I was listening to, and you said um, if you can go back. If you can go back to your younger self and be a younger coach, what would you tell yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of similar to that, right? You, and and I'll and I'll connect I'll connect the dots for you. So in in the lower levels from eight U all the way up to twelve U, probably up until second year twelve U, people don't understand how much development is going to go on between those four years. You know that that's going to be, that's that's huge, man. Between eight U and and twelve U, so you got two you got two years in eight U, right? You got two years in ten U, and you got a fifth year, which is your first year in twelve U. You want to try to play as, as as or try to learn as many positions as you can, because um, in second year twelve U, you know it's going to start getting really really competitive. And either you can play and you can throw or, or you're going to be a little bit behind, right? So, mm-hmm. so I believe that God gave everybody the ability to play. But some girls um, just progress motor skills a little bit faster than somebody else. You know, um, some girls you can give a ball to and they just they, – they're smooth with it. They're natural, Right. So it goes back to player evaluation, knowing your players and knowing their foundation and, and knowing what type of uh, uh, what type of background they have. Like, you know, is their mom and dad working with them? Um, are they going to private lessons? Are they putting in work? You know, mm-hmm. so all that goes into goes into um, the selection process. But getting back to your question, <clears throat> me personally, you need a primary, you need a secondary position. You need you and you need to know those positions like the back of your hand. You know, you need to know almost every situation you can. The more situations you can learn, you know, the better off you're gonna be. So but you also gotta evaluate body types. And nobody wants to say that. Like I like I've listened to thousands of people and nobody looks at body types. And I don't know why they are so sensitive about it. Bro, you're not gonna put, you know. Uh, a, a bigger size girl who who can't you know can't run as good, you know you're gonna put speed in the outfield. Like I don't know why people are tripping about that. Like you're gonna put speed in the outfield, right? You're gonna put a good glove out there, right? You're gonna put a good arm in left field. It's not rocket science, you know. But people get all sensitive because of girls, you know. I listen to yeah. a lot of stuff, man. Gino Ariema, the UConn basketball coach, he's one of my favorite guys I listen to. He said, man, stop treating them like, like, like women. Treat them like a player. Treat them like a human being. Mm-hmm. 
and coach them, coach them. So they, they know your standards, they know your expectations, right? So in other words, in other words, uh, be tough on them. You don't, and, and hold them, you know, try to hold them to a higher standard. Right. Just the same as, just the same as you would as a, as a, a boys 15, you, you know, majors team. Right. Yeah. Treat them the same way. Treat them the same way. Coach them and invest in them. That's all he's saying. Treat them and, and invest in, in the female athlete the same as you would as a as a male athlete. Mm-hmm. That's the problem right? though. That's but people problem. get but people get soft, man. They get soft because they see a little princess mm-hmm. and 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 it kind of weighs on their heart a little bit because there are they they are our daughters. But let right. me tell you something. And and I try to tell this to I try to tell this to a lot of different people. They just don't understand. The reason why I don't put your kid on third is because she has no reaction. She has a great glove and she has a great arm. Yeah. And she's she's gonna play the corner. She's she's a she's a stud. But for me, if you can't protect yourself, it becomes a safety issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so when when you know, you don't hear that very often. Who's looking at the who's looking after the safety of the kid? Because you can put a you can put a a stud on third, but if she don't have no reaction, if she can't, if she can't handle herself, if she can't protect herself, you know what I'm saying? And and you got a you got a big power hitter coming up, and and she turns on the inside pitch, a big righty, and she turns on the inside pitch. I mean, I've seen girls get get their arm tore off. You know, I've seen them take one to the to the to the uh, face, you know, to their to their shins, and they bow over, man. They they, they go to one knee. They don't cry, but they. You know, yeah, it hurts. Bad, heck, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this: if you, if a girl, if these girls are pitching, and they're, and that's another thing that nobody wants to admit, the girls are getting bigger, stronger, faster at a younger age. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're getting bigger, stronger, faster at a younger age, and nobody's oh, nobody's evaluating the girls like like looking at them like that, like these different body types. Man, you got to look at and make sure you get the right pieces in the right places. And number one, the in the number way, the number one reason to do that is for safety. For safety reasons. If they don't have no reaction, I don't care if she's if she's a stud. If she has no reaction, she's gonna get blown up, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's gotta it be is. able to protect her. She gotta be able to protect herself, man. So that's that's coaching, man. That that's coaching one on one. Teach them how to defend themselves, teach them how to get their glove down. You know, uh, uh, play low, man. Start low and finish low, right? Old school type. And, um, you know, attack the ball, you know. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, like every – and the thing is, like, every coach, man, they all got, you know, their different styles of of coaching. is just, I guess, whatever the parent wants, <laughs> you know, because a lot of times that's that's what it is. Like you said earlier, man, these kids, they don't they don't be wanting to bounce around. A lot of them is okay, you know, because at the same time, they might not be getting the amount of playing time that the parent won't. But if the kid is not coming home complaining, then they must be happy and they must be learning something. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so that then, you know, that question that you that you came up with, you know, that's a question that that I'm gonna run by you. You know, what's what's some good advice you would have you would have gave the the younger you? <laughs> um, <laughs> the the younger me, man, golly, I probably would have told myself to calm down a little bit. You know, um, I, I got I got 
I got a lot of passion, bro. I coach with a lot of passion. I love the game. Um, you know, I'm super competitive. You know, I, I'm constantly looking and evaluating for a competitive advantage. Uh, I, I'm looking at weaknesses, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you're weak at first base, I'm I'm, I'm going to bunt. If you're weak on third base, I'm going to bunt. If your pitcher is slow, I'm going to bunt. If your catcher is slow, I'm going to bunt. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're going to play me up, I'm going to do a fake bunt, pull back and hit and smoke you. You know what I'm saying? If your outfielders are, are cheating over, uh, you know, you know, I'm going to call timeout. I'm going to talk to my hitter, you know, and, and I'm definitely coaching my hitters up, definitely looking for weaknesses on the defense, you know. So um, any advantage I can get, man, any advantage I can get, I'm trying to, I'm trying to play um, competitive ball and I'm trying to um, teach my girls to be competitive at, at every level, whether it was uh, – uh, uh, a small team with a bunch with a bunch of rookies with with pink socks on with pink you know helmets man <laughs> uh you should see me man they they stack their gloves they get on one knee uh they run sprints and you know in about two months we 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 had a decent little team because you know they're coachable kids it's yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am don't let me catch you slipping you're gonna you know there's gonna be consequences so man we start we were that hard in league can you imagine when I switched over to travel ball? I know, Shoot. man. I can imagine. <laughs> so, so, uh, so if I had to tell my younger self, I'd tell him just chill out, man. Wait, wait until you get to the to the to the big leagues, and then you can turn up. You can turn up a little bit, you know. So, <laughs> so, hey, hey, I, I do got one funny story I can tell you though about about playing in some league ball. Go for it. Um, um, so, so my daughter was playing shortstop. And um, when when you play league, you get you get a lot of rookies, you know, a lot of girls, a lot of beginner level girls, and it's a mixed team. And um, you know, my daughter was already playing a little bit of travel ball, and I think it was um, like first year tens, you know, first year ten you. And um, my daughter decided to to you know charge the ball from shortstop, and then she she forgot that you know she kind of spazzed out a little bit. She forgot that she she didn't have a select first baseman. She didn't have a travel ball first baseman. She had a league. So she lays off her throw. And and the little girl, she just hustles through first base. They call her safe. Man, I dude, I spaz out, dude. <laughs> I, I that hey, that little Mexican was crying, bro, right there in front of everybody. I made her cry. <laughs> I made her cry. <laughs> and uh I smoked her out in front of everybody, bro. Uh, you know, uh ex-wife looking at me, giving me those eyes, bro. <laughs> And a uh, funny story is this, though. I got into her. She comes I mean, we go three up, three down or whatever. And we get we come off and I'm still yelling at her. I'm riding her butt all the way to the dugout. And I told her, come here. And I, I get again her again, her butt some more. And I said, wipe, you know, you wipe them tears away. You know, we, we're not going to cry on this dirt and blah, blah, blah. You know, big, bad dad. Right. <laughs> and she goes, to, she goes, she goes to the dugout. Right. I, was, I mean, I was mean, bro. And uh, she goes to the dugout, right? Well, there was a CPS worker in the stands. Oh, shit. And That's she true. comes, she starts yelling at me. So, you know me, I'm like, oh, you want to smoke? You calling out <laughs> the wrong dude. So I come down the line, I go, I go, who's yelling at me from the stands? And they all point, the whole, the whole stand snitch her out. They're like, oh, she was. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I said, ma'am, do you have a you have a problem? And she's like, I don't understand why you yelling at that girl. There's a little babies. They only be yelling at them like that. 
I said, well, that little baby's my baby. And she's the only one I yell at like that. She goes, that don't give you no right. Just because you're her dad don't mean don't mean you need to yell at her. She's one of the best players out here. I've been watching her all night. She's one of the best little girls out there. Uh-oh. I said, I said, first of all, the reason why she is one of the best ones out here because of me. You know, she goes, you need to come to my office and, and we're going to talk about this. I work for the CPS and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I've been to your office. Ain't nobody working over there. <laughs> hey, I was a fool, bro. I was a fool. Oh, hey, is, she had that ghost look, right? And uh, and it was funny because I looked down at my ex-wife and she's like, oh, man, I don't know why y'all trying to trip with this man. This man is crazy. Like, why y'all even messing with him? Hey, hey, man, this was in league ball, bro. And uh, so the CPS worker, she, I looked at, I said, nobody works at your office. I've been down there before for other issues or whatever. And um, and she goes, she goes, well, if I'm there, I, I, I'll take your call. I entertain you or something like that. I said, you know what the, I said. So I told her straight up. I said, you know what the problem is? I said, and I started preaching to the whole stands. I said, this is a problem with America. Y'all got too much talking and not enough belt. Let me take off my belt. See this belt right here? I said, this is what these kids, this is what these kids need. These, these kids need this belt right here. Quit all that yapping and talking in the stands and take that belt to that butt. Mm-hmm. Hey, so the whole stand started busting out laughing. And that poor lady, she was so embarrassed. She sat down. And uh, my daughter went back out there, right? And the next inning, a ball got hit up the middle. She made a, a good little play in front of second base. She, you know, shuffled her feet. She pulls back, man, and she throws this ball as hard as she can. And who was on first base? A league girl. That poor league girl took it in her chest, man. I felt so bad. I felt so bad, man. I felt like a complete, complete jerk, man. And uh, my daughter looked at me and says, "Mm mm-hmm, that's your fault, Dad. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it, man. I had to run over to first base. The girl was crying all, you know, crying on first base. And I picked Mm -hmm. her up. Took her back to the dugout. I said, it's all right, baby. I said, you're going to be okay. Let me get mom over here. And, um, yeah, if I could tell my younger self something, I would say, man, you need to chill out, man. It's not that <laughs> – hey, it's not that serious. I think that's a lot of us, man, because, you know, growing up, we was crazy and and just, like, sitting back. And even me, man, like, just sitting back and thinking, like, all the crazy stuff is like, what the heck was I thinking? But, but you gotta live and learn, man. You gotta, yeah, you do. You, can, you know, you can't just go smooth path. I mean, yeah, some people do it, but hey, it's not for everybody, you know. Yeah, so, you know, I tell people all the time: if don't yell at your kid on the weekends if you ain't yelled at him Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can honestly say that I was I was a jerk Monday through Friday. So on Saturday. You know, my kid knew she was going to get it. So, you know, that was nothing. But we, you know, we practiced um, on Monday nights or Thursday nights, you know, and then, you know, she had to make up her bed, you know, every day. She had to make um, A's and B on her rows. And we set goals, man. You know, I, I started off real young and I told her, hey, let's set goals. This is what goal setting is. You know, let's try to be a leader. You know, let's say the yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am to your teachers. Let's show kindness to other peoples. And uh, we read our scriptures. We read our scriptures every day, you know, and when she was with me. And um, so, yeah, she'll go to her mom's and and she'll, she'll do her stuff with her mom and she'll come back to me and she'll report back on on everything. And, and that's how I raised her, man. So, 
when when uh, we had ball games, it was it was fun, man. For the most part, you know, we had a couple of bad bad. Well, I had a I had a couple of bad nights, but the the kids were awesome, you know. And um, but it taught me a lot, man. It really did. And this game humbles you, bro. Uh, you know, you coach long enough, man. You're gonna you're gonna be humbled, man, because you're gonna meet a lot of great great people, a lot of great dads, great fathers, great leaders. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, you know, I'm proud to be a bomber now, man. Uh, I'm just starting. I just we started. Um, we became a bomber team um, this past fall, and um, you know, we're already um, we're already coming in hot, man. We we oh, we want to showcase. We want to play at the top level. So, you know, I got I got a great group of kids. I got the, you know 13 locked and loaded. Um, got a couple injuries right now, but man, we we got a big summer plan. We're gonna play some national tournaments. We're going to get out there, get out of, go out of state a couple of times. And, yeah, man, we're excited. Mm-hmm. Nice. Man, and, okay, earlier, you know, you mentioned, you know, your daughter going to these showcase tournaments, man. Like, like, how is it, you know, being a parent, not even a coach, being a parent, you know, out there and, you know, you got these college scouts sitting there in the stands, you know, just, just watching and, how much do you put more pressure on your players or do you like, you know, explain, Hey, just a regular game, go out there and play like, you know, how and everything will work out. Um, you definitely don't want to put pressure on your player. They definitely, you know, they definitely already live with that, you know, um, but they've been in so many national championships. They've already been in, you know, championship games, you know, in front of the hometown, in front of strangers, you know, late midnight, midnight uh, games on Sunday nights, you know, s- sleeping in the cars on, on a three-hour drive back home. They've been through hell and back, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like these girls are so tough. These young ladies are so tough, man. There's nothing you're going to be able to tell a young lady if she hasn't already been through, you know, so by, by the time they get in front of the college coaches, man, they should be pretty sharp. They should already know. They should already have goals. They should already have, you know, um, a, a top, you know, top 20, top 40 list of what they're looking at. They should already be on the media platforms, you know, reaching out. They should be already making their own videos. They should already be, you know, um, helping with the, recruiting, with the recruiting. If they're not already being recruited, they should be, you know, helping the coaches, you know, whatever they need them to do to, to, to help the recruiting process. So there's a lot of different ways. Um, and, um, you know, you got to find, you got to find your, find your lane, man, and, and go shine in it. But as yeah. far as pressure, you man, you don't need, you don't need to add no more pressure. The pressure is already there. Mm-hmm. And, and usually a, a young lady who has goals and aspirations, man, she, she feels that pressure anyways. You don't got to, you don't have to tell her anything. You know, she, she knows where she's going. She knows what type of level she has to play at in order to get where she wants to get to. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. anything, I think if anything I learned is 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 how to um is how to keep her how to how to keep her calm, how to how to manage those emotions, how to manage that pressure, you know. And um, pressure is a privilege, man. You know, to just be to be even considered a, a collegiate athlete at any level, whether it's JUCO, D three, or NAIA, man, it's a it's a absolute privilege and an honor yeah, just for a coach to look at you play. Yeah. You know, and, and to get invited to a camp or to pay money to get evaluated or pay money to go into into a camp, you know, um, you know, 
parents going to do, we'll do anything for our kids. We'll do anything for our girls. Oh, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that, that yellow boss, the truth, bro. <laughs> you know what Man. I'm saying? So Damn it's the truth. It, <laughs> it, it'll te- it, it's going to test you in every way. You know, it's going to test you. Your marriage is going to test your finances. It's going to test your spiritual life, man. That yellow boss of truth, bro. <laughs> and um, and uh, if you don't know, just keep playing. <laughs> You'll find yeah, out. Right? No, you know. Yeah. yeah no, so you better get yeah. you better. I tell people all the time, you better get your your house in order, man. You better get your finances in order because, you know, it, it's a long. It's about the long game, bro. It's not the short game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yep. Oh yeah, one hundred percent right there. Man, and and see, earlier I was going, I was going to ask you about um how how big is small ball, but you kind of, you kind of touched on that too. Uh, you said if you see any any infielder, pretty much the corners are pitcher catcher. Anybody that don't look like they want to move, you gonna put that bun down. Oh yeah, I, I'm a yeah. You you know I, I've been I've been exclusively on the offensive side for a long time and. You know, I take pride in the offensive side, bro. And, and um, you know, you know, I tell people all the time, man, we, we every, one through nine, you, you don't know who's going to bunt. One through nine's got to be able to bunt. And um, at, at all levels, at all levels, one through nine, you got to be a threat, you know. So, you know, that's, that's the, that's the, that's my style. It's not everybody's style, but um, you can ask people, man, you know, I tell people all the time, there's three different parts of the, of the game, right? You have you have <clears throat> you have the the running game, right? Where you're doing double steals, delay steals. You're doing uh, you're, you're going to steal straight up. You know, try to steal a, a bag straight up. Um, you're going to try to you're going to try to steal two bags, right? You you tag up and you steal, right? And you take off, right? So you got the running game, and 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 the running game. I tell people all the time, e- either you can do it or you can't. The running game is kind of like Oregon. You know, when they had um, DeAnthony Thomas and Burner and, and those guys, all them, they had like four guys that they're running that up-tempo with Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And they were scoring like 70 points a game or whatever. That yeah. That's kind of like the running game. You got to have the you got to have the horses. You got to have the dogs, man, that can run. So so that's one aspect of the game is base running. And, and you can be super aggressive, but you got to have the you got to have the girls for it. Um, the second part of the game is the power game, which is the long ball. You hit a lot of extra extra base hits, doubles, triples, gaps to gaps. You know you can hit slow pitching, you can hit fast pitching, and you got the you got some big girls that can that can smoke the ball. Even a deep fly ball, you can score a one point or maybe two points on a deep yeah. fly ball if you, if you got a little speed on there. Yeah. So, so you know the. That's the pirate game where you just try to you try to uh, uh, manufacture some runs with with some extra base hits, and so you're gonna have a lot of sluggers, right? You have a bigger team, and and it, I, I I think about the pirate game like Alabama, Alabama football, right? Mm-hmm. So you they just they line up and it's big versus big, and they're gonna shove the ball right down your throat, right? right. So you know they're trying to run 300 rushing yards and, and win the game 21 to zero, <laughs> right? So, so that's the pirate game, right? But the third, the third, um, the third um, part of the game is the short game, where you got a bunch of these um, makeshift players. You know, they're not super fast. Some of them are fast, but but they run the bases very well, and they can play some buns down, right? So, if you can mix in the the short game, you know, that's the button runs, 
you know, that's the, the fake bunt, pull back, and then bunt again, you know. That's your mm-hmm. fake bunts, pull back and hit, you know, your slashers. You know, that's your – that's your – the short game, you know, if you got some speed. You know, that's your lefties or your slappers and that kind of stuff. So, those three aspects of the game, you know, you got to figure out what type of team you want to have and what type of players you want to try to select. And you build around your style. Like, um, like this year is probably my first time in a couple of years where I do got – I got all three. I got all three. I got I got the short game. I got girls I can do hit and runs. We can we can hit with power and we're fast, right? So so we got all three sections covered. So we're a well balanced balanced team. That's probably the best team I've ever coached, I'll be honest. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, we getting down getting down to the end. So I know you probably, you know, you listen to a few episodes because you so you kinda gotta the idea of my my final question, right? You know, who, who would you like to hear on the podcast? But your answer, you gotta right. give me a little help on getting them on here. Hey, just so you don't, nobody caps on me, bro, for just choosing my brother because <laughs> I, I just think my brother is is a great coach too. Um, you know, Dustin Herrera, you can go find him, but I'm not gonna say him because then everybody's gonna cap on me, right? Uh-uh. So, <laughs> so um, I want you to go find um, David. Rodriguez, you know, he goes by D man. That's a good friend of mine. Um, and now I got to go find him and tell him about you, but, um, but no, he's a great guy, man. He, he, he got, um, his oldest daughter's already in college. She's already playing ball and he has a very, very talented young, youngest daughter that he's coaching right now. And, and he's one, he's one division above me. So he's, he, he's a, um, he's in four teams right now and he's, he's coaching with, um, I think Christy Williams, I think is her name, but um, they're they're part of the Bombers, um, Houston, Texas Futures team. Okay, and um, and um, they got straight studs, man. All them girls can play ball, but but yeah, he's an assistant coach for them, and um, and uh, he's a super great guy, man. Uh, so I'm a I'm gonna go try to grab him for you, but um, that's what you need to get on here, man. He you've been coaching longer than me, and I, I kind of look up to him. Okay. Cool deal, man. Well, we need I need to get my search on, start looking for him. <laughs> yeah, David Rodriguez is his name. Okay, okay, it's nice, man. But you know, man, I wanna man, you know, we're gonna and I wanna thank you, you know, for your time, man. You know, it's always good to have these different coaches on here, you know. Man, like you know, like you told me, it's just learning, it's always good to learn and and I learned something new from every episode, and you know, cause cause I'm fairly new in in the 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 softball. You know, I was always a basketball player. I never played nothing else but basketball. That was it. You know, so once my daughter got into the softball world, it was man, it was a shock for me. It was all the different things you got to know to play this sport. Is is crazy. Yes, sir. You know, man, I want to, again, man, I want to thank you. Thank you for your time, man. You know, it's kind of late. We we had to get it done a little late, but we got it done, man. So I want to appreciate you for, you know, giving me your time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Being be in touch, definitely don't be a stranger, man. And I look forward to seeing you, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. We should see each other at the fields. Yes, sir. All right, man. All right. God bless. All right. Let's say.
Don't forget, man, y'all holla at my boy Jeremy for that tent. Thomas, training them kids, fielding, feet work, all the good stuff. Levi's wreaths and more. Get them doors looking nice. Holla at the wife. Levi's mobile detailing. We here. Peace.